the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. Oh my goodness! Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Jesus. I think I actually thank Jesus for Friday Eve when it was actually hump day yesterday. That's how much ready, that's how ready I am for the weekend. (laughs) I thought yesterday was Friday Eve, y'all. It has been a week, has it not? Absolutely crazy. So much insanity going on across the country. Hopefully when you tune into the Andrea K show, you get some great information. I know you do. You get some great information. You're not going to get in other places. We have some fun along the way. Great people. The best people in the world are my friends and family, and they're a part of the show. And you can be a part of it too. Email me at andreakshow.com. You can call the 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. And download the podcast wherever you get your pods. And we've got a couple great guests coming up for you guys tonight. One is John Lott will be back with us. The most hated man in America for the gun control enthusiast. He's going to be here as we are going to give you guys an update, at least as we have it as of right now, as to the main shooter. But we've also got to keep eyes on, was this kind of a domestic terrorist attack today? Yeah, in a sense. But uh, yeah, um, and it, but we also have to keep our eye on the southern border and the terrorist threat that we face here at home. So many threats that we're facing economically from a national ser- security standpoint, from a political standpoint. We're going to try to bring some good news for you guys, some news you can use. So much to get into tonight. And before I go any further, got to bring in my dude, my sidekick. My yummy side dish, if you will. It's tasty, yummy. In spite of the fact that it's good for you, it's DJ Sesame Broccolini. You got it, dude. Sesame Broccolini. Mmm, yummy. Mm-mm-mm. I feel like... You know what? I don't know. I'm happy to be here. I know we don't have the best news around town. I know it's it's a tough day. It's a, It's been a tough week. Um, I'm also ready for the weekend, uh, so please... But you know what? Stick with us because there's a lot of good stuff and we have to talk about it. Yeah. We do. It's yeah, important. we do. We do. And, and I think I think then one of the things we should do, Sesame, as we kick off the hour is I think we need to remind everybody one of the reasons why we are happy warriors and we laugh and we have a great time in the midst of all this is that we also are Christians and we know that there's a, a higher power. There's a Lord that sits on the throne and really, uh, you know, we, in the end, we know we win and we're victorious. And we also know that our lives are not meant to be without trials and without tribulations and even without heartbreak. Uh, but the good news is, is we have, we have the Lord walking right, right beside us for the Um, A tragedy did take place. Another mass shooting took place in a small town in Maine, Lewiston, Maine. Uh, What makes this story so interesting and fascinating and heartbreaking is this is not a mass shooting in a school. This is not the typical mass shooter. This is not some young 
like Uvalde or Parkland, you know, or the Aurora movie, uh, um, movie, I want to say theater, but I get, yeah, movie theater, uh, the Aurora movie theater shooting. Uh, typically those are like young in their twenties. This, the, uh, I think we can safely call him a suspect. The person of interest is Robert Card, 40 years old. Here's what we know of him already. Uh, firearms instructor uh, believed to be in the Army Reserves, a reservist uh, based in Seiko, I believe it is, Maine. Um, we know that he, in his time in the service, actually was decorated. He had received quite a few medals and accommodations. Sadly, we also know that his history is not without some serious challenges. And I'm not even talking about the fact that he was... Uh, convicted of driving under the influence that, you know, that can happen to the most stable of young person in their lives. Uh, and that kind of a mistake, but it wasn't that long ago that he spent two weeks in a mental hospital in July, he was in a mental hospital. Now, why did this man go from being in a mental hospital in which he was hearing voices on top of the fact that prior to that, he had threatened to shoot up a military recruiting center, which is something that happened in Tennessee before. And yet he was still out there roaming the streets with a rifle. Why did that happen? Particularly in a state with what's called yellow flag laws. He went in with his rifle into a bowling alley. I think the, the death total has varied. It went from 20 to 18 to 16, back to 18. Still too many. I heard reports of 30 injured and 13 injured. Uh, a lot of people injured. I Y'all know that gun control to me is about people control. You cannot legislate away evil in people's hearts. You can't. And, and in fact, in Maine, what the yellow flag laws are is they're a little bit different in Maine. Uh, you have to have in Maine, I think they're called yellow flag for some reason instead of red flag laws because it's harder, believe it or not, in Maine. I think with a yellow flag law, I think it might even be a little bit harder uh, to get the guns away from somebody because you have to have uh, a doctor as well as law enforcement. Or maybe it's the reverse. Maybe it's easier with yellow flag laws. You don't have to go into a court. You just need to have uh, you, you need to have a doctor and law enforcement uh, sign off that you need to have your guns taken away from you. And that's really important to note. Why? Because normally I don't start talking about crap like gun control, like Republicans did in Uvalde, when babies still lay bleeding in a school, having been picked off by that shooter. We had Republicans jumping on board talking about gun control. Right? If we cared about kids in school, we would be hardening the schools. And sure enough, in the middle of all this, when next of kin had even completely been notified and people were still suffering, Kamala Harris was tweeting out about assault weapons bans yesterday. And by the way, let me remind everybody that the Columbine shooting happened during a time in which we had the assault weapons ban that Dianne Feinstein and others shoved on us. If gun control, if gun control measures and anti-gun violence measures worked, this guy in a state with yellow flag laws wouldn't have been able to walk into a bowling alley and then a bar and grill and kill between 16 and 20 people in the state of Maine. A manhunt ensued because there was suspicions that he had a police scanner and was able to evade authorities. I've heard everything from he went off on um, a a snowmobile, although I didn't know it was snowing in Maine at this time. Maybe it is, because I think that's the the north or northeast most 
northeastern point of the U.S. Um, earlier this evening, the police had surrounded his home in Bowdoin, Maine, and supported, reportedly there was even shots fired, but uh, he he wasn't uh, he wasn't uh, uh, brought into custody at that point. Um, this is not a it, it, this is Sesame. Do you agree with me that this is this is more a story about a veteran with a mental illness than it is in anything? That's well, how I perceive this. Well, and that's the thing. I want to know more about the clinical record. I want to know more about why he was admitted to the psychiatric hospital or this. I don't know if it was what it was exactly, but I want more information. I think a lot of people are just rushing to conclusions. This is a breaking story. We're still trying to put together all the pieces, but you do make a good point about the fact that gun control laws are not effective. They do not prevent more gun violence from happening. And people just don't want to understand that. They get very emotional, obviously, when it comes to stuff like this because it's heartbreaking. But we have to make legislation based on real-world data. And all of the data and logic and history here tells us that gun control laws are not effective. Like you're saying, this is about what's in somebody's heart. I think a lot of the violence today is just a testament to the fact that we are so far from God that we've, yes. we're completely lost. I think that's I think the secularization of America is really one of the biggest factors at play here. In addition to you know maybe some other specific mental health things, maybe he's dealing with schizophrenia, depression, bipolar. He said he heard voices, I think, talking to him. So I don't know. I want a clinical breakdown. Maybe there's a diagnosis to be made here but i see it pretty much similar way and i, and I do think there's a good point here because people will try mm -hmm. to make this about gun control people will try to make this about the law and they will abuse this this horrible crisis in order to enforce the the same laws that gave us this kind of a situation the same more of the ineffective gun laws mm -hmm. that even make this kind of thing possible yeah i mean these are, are both politicians in both parties love to like like the texas republicans did after the uvalde uh shooting and that story still makes me so angry to this day it makes me angry sesame broccolini those children were alive when 400 police officers were out in a hallway too scared to go in and save those children yep. that's why they died and also because he was this just like this man was known to authorities, the shooter in Uvalde was known to authorities. That kid was named most likely to come and shoot up a school. And if the school had been hardened, doors locked, armed people there to protect these children, as well as then police officers prepared to do their job to protect children, those kids would be alive today. But the politicians decided to exploit those dead babies for power and to appease the voters because they don't want to do what makes sense. They want to do the easiest thing possible that sounds good to the constituents so that they can keep their positions in power. I reached out to John Lott. As I mentioned before, he is the most hated man by the gun control advocates because gun control is about people con people control. And he's going to join us next. Continue to continue to push the truth out to the American people about guns and gun safety in this country and our need to be able to defend ourselves. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Before the break, we were talking about the shooting that took place in Maine last night. And... Of uh, course, as you know, um, even if you didn't hear the last segment, you had to have known that while the bodies lay bleeding and the next of kin had yet to be notified, the left, including the vice president of the United States, started tweeting out about the need for an assault weapons ban. Can you imagine finding out your loved one is dead or you've been injured in the shooting and 
your lead government officials are exploiting your tragedy for power. I know how my family would feel about it. And of course, as we talked about at the open of the show, the uh, gun control is about people control. The data is in and it has been in for decades. And that is that gun control does not save lives. And if it did, by the way, with the yellow flag laws they've got going on in Maine, this man would not have been able to go into the bowling alley and the subsequent bar and kill people. But of course, we need to remind everybody as often as possible about these truths. And that's why I reached out to Dr. John Lott from the Crime Prevention Research Center. As I described him in the open of the show, the probably most hated man by the gun control lefties in this country. And he joins me now. Hi, Dr. Lott. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. Uh, thanks for having me on again. It's great to talk to you. Uh, sorry, under these circumstances. Yeah. And, um, you know, I pulled a clip to play for you, but I decided I just can't stomach it. But I'm going to mention it to you. Because the left is so determined to exploit, to ignore the real causes behind these shootings. In this case, we have a veteran, a a, a U.S. veteran who was decorated, who was hospitalized with mental illness, claiming to hear voices. Uh, We know right now uh, that schizophrenia is clearly on the rise with all the pot uh, that today's pot is not your mama's grass from the 60s. Schizophrenia is significantly on the rise in young people in this country. Um, even before that, we, we've had schizophrenia in young people. And, um, but immediately the, the left is jumping to, to gun control as the solution. And right now, at a time in which Americans are feeling that we are assaulted with a crime wave across the country, not necessarily related to mass shootings, you know, we've got to remind people the truth that gun control does not work, correct? Right. Well, I mean, uh, this individual was involuntarily committed uh, to a hospital, a uh, mental health hospital, for a couple weeks this summer. Uh, he, if that is in fact the case, uh, he was already banned from having guns. And, uh, uh, you know, so you know, the issue here, people are talking about things like red flag laws uh, is one thing that I've heard brought up many times during the day. Maine doesn't have a red flag law. They've been trying to pass one there, but but they don't understand. They have the yellow. They have the yellow flag laws, which is which is a little bit different. Well, what they every state has something called civil commitment type laws. Uh, in California, it's called fifty one fifty, which is. Because you, know, you, you see surveys that ask people, do you think that a judge should be able to temporarily take away somebody's guns if the person is found to be a danger to themselves or others? And, but that's already the law. People think that that's what this red flag law is unique. The, what civil commitment laws do is if you're concerned about somebody uh, being a danger to themselves or others, you call the police. The police come out. If the police believe that there's a reasonable probability, which is like a 20 percent chance, that in fact, the person is a danger to themselves or others, they will take them in for a mental health care evaluation. The two mental health care experts will examine the person. If the experts believe that there's a reasonable chance that the person is, in fact, a danger to themselves or others, there will be an immediate court hearing. If the person can't afford a, a lawyer, one is provided for them. And then there'll be a hearing and they'll be able to go over the evidence and look at whether the person might be a danger to themselves or others. If the if the person is found, it depends either the preponderance of the evidence in some states or beyond a reasonable doubt in others. 
then the judge has a range of options. He can say, look, I'm concerned. If you get mental health care treatment voluntarily, we'll come back in a week or two. We'll reevaluate it. He could take away the person's guns. He could go and take away the person's driver's license. He could go in the most extreme case and voluntarily commit the person. But so red flag laws, the only thing that red flag laws do is take away the person's guns. This person's guns would have already been taken away from him. And so, you know, red flag laws in this particular case would have added nothing to the options that a judge would have uh, with concerns. The thing that I look at with this thing is this guy apparently was making death threats against other people. He made threats to go and shoot up uh, the National Guard facility. That's a crime to go and do that. But apparently he wasn't arrested for doing that. Nobody uh, did anything with regard to that. Uh, You know, uh, just so you know, schizophrenia, there's like two and a half, three million people in the United States at any given time have have schizophrenia. Over the last 25 years, there's only been one other case that was clearly schizophrenic, possibly two. And so the vast majority of people who go and engage in these mass public shootings are individuals who are just suicidal. Uh, You know, people have always wanted to commit suicide, but someplace along the line, people realize that they could get a lot of media attention if they Mm -hmm. kill lots of people. So you have individuals who feel unappreciated. They feel like their life hasn't been worthwhile in any way. They think that, You'll read when you read their diaries and manifestos, they'll say things like, well, at least I'll be able to get my name in the history books. At least people will Mm -hmm. know that I was here. And so their goal is to get as much media coverage as they can get. And they know that the more people they kill, the more media coverage that they're going to be able to go and obtain. Now, you know, we could go and rewrite the First Amendment to prevent them from getting the type of coverage that they're saying. I'm not advocating that. What I would go and argue is, well, let's read their diaries and manifestos to get some ideas of why they pick the targets that they do. You know, we Ooh, know. Oh, I got to have you. Hold, I got to. I've got to interrupt Dr. Lott from your brilliance because I just had a light bulb go off over my head. And we're talking to uh, to Dr. John Lott who's written, I think you're the uh, guy behind such books as, uh, let's see, um, Gun Control Myths, More Guns, Less Crime, (laughs) which I love the title of that alone. Um, But we still don't have the manifesto of the young woman who went into a school and killed third graders. They don't want us to know why that transgender girl went in and these are the kind uh, kind of things we need to know because one of the things i was thinking about when you were talking was there was an incident i believe happened in texas maybe in the 50s or 60s where somebody went to the top of a tower on a college campus am i right about that did that happen yeah university of texas early 1960s Right. Okay. Yeah. So this isn't new. People are off the beam mentally wanting to shoot people up. It has increased. He had a brain tumor. Yeah, because we a, I, a, and I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember the reason yeah. for it. What? Why did he do it? He had a brain tumor. He was another case where the guy kind of was delusional. Uh, you know, so he had kind of medically induced schizophrenia type stuff that was going on with him. 
But go okay, ahead. So, Sorry. yeah, well, my thing. No, that's OK, because I was I wanted to make sure I knew why he did it. My point is these the it's these things aren't new, but they are increasing. And that's what we've got to understand, because I've talked many right. times, Dr. Lott, about growing up in the South in Louisiana. Every every kid, every boy I knew had families that had um you know, cabins and they would go duck hunting and it's called, you know, sportsman's paradise for a reason. I mean, we're, we're, we, we hunt and fish down there and kids would literally drive up to schools with loaded gun racks in the back and those guns never right. got up and there was never a mass shooting. So these things are happening, but it's because we've got a mental breakdown in, in, in this, in this country. Some of it is mental illness. Some of it is a coarseness of, of our society. We've devalued life. Um, we don't have manners anymore. We've had a complete societal breakdown. The issue has never been the weapon. When somebody uses a car and drives, mows down a bunch of people on a sidewalk, we don't call right. for automobile violence control measures, do we? No, I mean, as you said, there are lots of ways that people can go and harm and, and kill other people. I, mean, I guess my big concern is that of the rules that we have, some of the laws that we passed have actually made these attacks more likely. Uh, you know, you like what you mentioned the Nashville. Well, you mentioned the Nashville uh, Covenant School shooter from March this year. That person in their diary. I mean, as you say, the Biden administration has hasn't released the, the diary, but the Nashville police chief got to look at it. And he said that that murder initial target was actually a mall but that they had decided not to go there because there was armed people there. You know, people were carrying concealed handguns and you had uh, armed security that was there at the mall. And so they picked uh, the murderer there, picked the school because they didn't believe that there was any protection there, that they would be able to have free reign in going and killing the six people that uh, were killed there at the school. And that's what you see time after time with these mass murders, um, you know, you may have uh, a lot of people to carry in many of these states, but you may have like one, tiny areas which are gun-free zones. But that's what these killers invariably pick out. Ninety-four uh, percent of the mass public shootings take place in areas where guns are banned. You know, these guys may be crazy in some sense, but they're usually not stupid. Their goal is to get media coverage, and they know if they go to a place where their victims aren't going to be able to go and defend themselves, they're going to be able to go and kill more people than than they would have been able to do otherwise. Yeah, and 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 they don't want to release the manifesto of the school that because they want the American people to think that this was this transgender person had gone to this school and had been tortured by a bunch of Christians over her LBGTQ lifestyle. That's why they so there's that plus the gun control advocates don't want the American people to know the truth uh, that these you know gun free zones are putting a target on the backs of of uh, uh, you know ch- and, and not even just targets on the backs of of Americans like adults but children the fact that they're right. uh, they're trying to squelch people like you who are telling the truth uh, while pretending that they care about children is just absolutely despicable to me final final thoughts we've got just... th- we've got one minute left I mean one thing that just drives me nuts is the refusal by the media to go and talk about or quote why these murderers pick the targets that they do. You know, you talk about 
when you grew up, people would have guns in their racks at school and they didn't attack. Well, if somebody had tried to attack and you had guns around the school there, people probably would have been able to stop them pretty quickly. And so, you know, you go and you try to, so in Tennessee, if you go and violate the gun-free zone, it's a six-year prison term. For you or I, that would be a major prison term. But for this murderer who killed six people, it's going to be facing six, assuming they lived, which they died at the scene, which is normally the case. But let's say they had lived. With six years on top of six life sentences or six death penalties, they say, well, I can live with the six life sentences. But you add another six years on top of that, and that's just too much. Uh, you know, that will keep me from doing the crime. It's right. just not serious discussions. All the laws end up doing is making it so that the law-abiding good citizens obey those rules, not the criminals. You actually make it safer for the criminals to go and commit these crimes because they're the only ones that have an incentive to go and violate the law. All right. You guys stay tuned because we're going to talk a little bit more about why y'all need to start packing. We've got some crazy stories to share with you guys when we come back. Don't go away. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. These are really scary times we're in right now. Really scary times we're in. We've got a crime wave happening across the country. We've got an open border with terrorists coming across. Initially, when we had this open border, Sesame Broccolini, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, MS-13 gang members are coming across. When Trump ran in 2016, he introduced everybody to the Angel families who's, who had lost loved ones to illegal aliens. We started hearing after Joe Biden just completely you know, sent out invitations to the world to come here, all the fentanyl deaths. Now we know we've got at least 60,000 special interest aliens. We talked the other day about the San Diego field office um, warning that on the heels of the Hamas attack, that we've got to be on the lookout for Hamas and Hezbollah, as well as Palestinian Islamic jihadists coming across the border. We also told you guys that the Biden administration is literally hiding the Palestinians coming here. If they were such peaceful people, why would they have to hide and code them under a different nationality when they're coming here? You want to know why and and why are they working so hard all day long to tell you that the Palestinians are great people? They're just innocent people. Uh, These Palestinians, they're just they're just like Israelis. They're victims. They've got nothing to do with Hamas. Well, let me tell you something. There was a family. Did you hear Sesame Broccolini that a man was arrested in Studio City, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a, a suburb of L.A.? He was trying to break into the home of an Israeli family with a knife so he could kill them. We had a bunch of students in New York City that were chased by a mob at a, I don't, what was it, Columbia University? I don't think it was Columbia. Was it NYU? I don't know. I don't know which, which Libtard University it was. Libtard U. Let's just call it Libtard U. Oh, how about this? How about calling it Hamas U? Hamas Whole University. How about that? Hamas Whole University. <laughs> so these, these. <laughs> I love the callback to Matt. I love that. That's a great merger. Uh, yeah. Thank silver you. lining in all so, the darkness of the Hamas. Yes. You know, uh, which, by the way, people, so, you're right, though. People don't understand. It's it's 
just I'm I'm sorry. It just it's mind blowing to me because I have so right. many Jewish friends where it's like they, there's just a different reality out there. People look at them. Well, right. People, it, it's they live in fear all the time. Unfortunately, and Israel is supposed to be the one place on earth where that doesn't have to be the case, but it is the most case. It, it, it's just so it's horrific, right. really. What's going on on you, American colleges? Uh, yeah. This is what our taxpayer dollars are going to support. They're going to support, like today at Hamas Hole University in New York, this pro-Hamas crowd chasing these Jewish students who had to lock themselves behind behind a closed door while these while these uh, terrorists were trying to break down the door to get in at them. Cops had to come and get rid of them. One of the one of the students said, "I felt like I was Anne Frank," and that's a really important reference because remember we had Dennis Prager on the show. Was it last week? Or the week before, in which he had written this piece in town hall about the, the word Nazi gets thrown around so much that it's almost lost its meaning. Everybody, and the and the reason why that's happened is because the left likes to incorrectly label uh, MAGA as Nazis and fascist, uh, when the reality is it's the Democrats and that's projection. Um, but one of the things Dennis Prager pointed out is that the not the the Nazi movement of today is the Islamo Nazis. Which is which? Quite frankly, we should ju- should just call them Nazis because they. Uh, that's how the Muslim Brotherhood was born was through Hitler and the Third Reich. Ne- the New York Times came out and said, "Well, there's no evidence that they were going to hurt these Jewish kids." Wow, wow. We had after Trump was elected, we had on colleges uh, these these comfort rooms that were set up. For students, because we had to put we had to put these big what are those big bean bags? We had they had to set up bean bags and coloring books and and you know incense candles in case some student heard something they didn't want to hear and they could go and sit in a safe room, a comfort room. But it's okay for Jewish students to be chased by a pro Hamas mob. This is where we're at in this country. And by the way, what you should be thinking is that we are real close when we've got an open border of terrorists pouring in. We've got a family that had their home broken into by a pro-Hamas Palestinian dude with a knife. We've got Jewish students being t- we had uh, being having to be locked behind a door. We had a Turning Point USA guy attacked and beaten with a flagpole. We're inches away from terrorists going door to door, yanking Jews out of their home and killing them. Are we not? Am I? Am I being hyperbolic, Sesame? Uh, n- n- no. I mean, it's just it's it's a different world now, and it's just it's. I think it's going to look. I think this is a new chapter in the global jihad playbook, and there's a new kind of war being waged that is. A war of information like we've talked about a lot and i think it's gonna get to that point eventually i think right now we're in the stage of there is a jihad there, there's still a call to action that's incredibly concerning and for some reason we're not closing the border and locking and, and shutting things down um, which is what they're doing in maine there's a shooter in maine and they'll shut down the roads and tell people to stay at home and shelter in place but if a bunch of terrorists call for a global jihad the u.s government says no we're gonna leave the southern border wide open that blows and they're my not mind. Even go- yeah, and they're not even going to bothering to look for them. And I have been saying this for at least t- at least fifteen years that it's by design. Ju- it is by design for the same reason they let Black Lives Matter burn down neighborhoods, light government buildings on fire with people locked inside. 
beat cops and business owners with two by fours. The same reason why they let Antifa do their their uh, autonomous zone, which you know talk about a real insurrection. They literally took over blocks. The and Capitol said, Hill autonomous zone. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The Capitol Hill autonomous zone. Uh, you know, uh, and um, uh, Antifa beating people over the head with, you know, cement and throwing cement milkshakes at them and, and to terrorize people. It's all by design. It's for power. That's, that's what this is. The Democrats have literally partnered with the Islamist in this country with the terrorist. Some more disturbing stuff coming out of college, Berkeley, just the armpit of, of, you know, upper education has a, um, teacher, a graduate student who's offering extra credit. I don't know if you heard this story um, to students if they will participate in anti-Israel activities. Really? A student can, yep. Uh, one option is a students can can attend a walkout tomorrow against the, quote, settler colonial occupiers. Number two, students... Um, um, can watch a documentary on Palestine and then call or email their local representative using a number provided. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is what's going on. Um, and, and, and as I've said before, um, this, this pro Palestinian thing is, um, you know, uh, is every Palestinian a terrorist? No, but tell me what percentage isn't. What percentage? Hundreds of millions of dollars of humanitarian aid has been going to Gaza, to the Palestinians from U.S. taxpayers' dollars, and it has gone to fund terrorism against Jews and against Americans. We now know that these Hamas terrorists were in Iran and training to pull this off. We know that right now, Humanitarian aid we're paying for is going to the terrorists. It's not going to the Palestinians. We also know the Palestinians voted in Hamas. We know the Palestinians are all there right now, and they're happy about the fact that the that humanitarian aid, I don't know how happy they are, um, but, but you know, the humanitarian aid went to build all these tunnels. Yep, that's how they communicated, these underground terror tunnels where you can't trace the phone calls. And by the way, just for everyone's edification also, Hamas gets a lot of funding from a lot of different countries. Qatar, Mm -hmm. Turkey, Malaysia, Iran, Kuwait. There's a long list of states out there that quietly give money to Hamas because they endorse the mission, but they don't want to tell us about it. They don't want to take that stance publicly. But Qatar, Kuwait, Mm -hmm. we we once fought a war to defend the people of Kuwait. And it turns out the Kuwaiti government government is funding the people that want to destroy this country, burn American flags, destroy the state of Israel, and do so immediately. So I, I just cannot believe it, but it's it's our money that is going to these groups that want to kill us, that hate yeah. us, that see America, like you say, is the big Satan. We At the end of the day, this is an anti-American, anti-Christian, anti-Western civilization movement. It just so happens that it's also anti-Semitic and anti-the Jewish state of Israel. Yeah, absolutely. Here's another uh, story, um, another little just happy story coming out of a college. Uh, well, I don't know if you can call the Art Institute of 
Chicago a college. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but a climate scientist teaching at the and why would a climate scientist be teaching at a school of art? I'm telling you, there's not a place in society they're not going to push their indoctrination. And why is a climate scientist talking about Jews and calling Israelis pigs and savages really? and saying that they are irredeemable excrement? excrement. It's Dr. Mika Tosca, who describes herself on social media as Chicago's radically optimistic transsexual climate scientist, clearly mentally ill, published a screed on her Instagram story on Tuesday. Israelis are pigs, savages, she wrote, very bad people, irredeemable excrement. She apologized on Wednesday saying, um, uh, she rejected her own words, basically wanting to retract them. She said, yesterday I wrote some things on my Instagram story. I unequivocally reject and do not stand behind. Bull crap, Mika. You're the piece of human excrement. Quite frankly, that's even a compliment. You're the pig, Mika. All right, we're going to take a break. Final segment of this hour's Andrew K. Show. Don't go away. A.K. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back. Oh, sorry, I'm stifling a sneeze. And I took my allergy meds today. I don't know what's what's been going on with me for the past few days, but <clears throat> last segment of uh, the first hour of this Friday Eve Andrea K. Show. So some shocking allegations came out today. <clears throat> I think it was Ryan Fournier, who was the founder of Students for Trump. He's been on the Andrea K. Show before. He came out with some shocking allegations that Mark Meadows has been wearing a wire and working for the FBI. His time, I believe he said his entire time, he was working as chief of staff for Trump. Now, mind you, this is the same Mark Meadows, who's one of the 19 or, or, or 19 defendants in the Georgia case. He was indicted because he sent a text message asking for a phone number of somebody. Um, he has been considered a Trump supporter and Trump loyalist and was actually working to try to get to the bottom of the election theft that took place in 2020. What do you what do you have you delved into the story? Mark Meadows has come out and said it's insanity. What are your thoughts on this, Sesame? Uh, I don't know. Mark Meadows is saying this is insanity. But Ryan Fournier says that current members of Congress reached out. He says that former members of Congress reached out, people with high security clearance and the intel community reached out look i don't know you're we're all innocent until proven guilty and these could just be allegations but i don't know i mean he wouldn't be the first mole certainly within the trump administration who was possibly planted there solely to collect information and help with these future bogus indictments down the line i don't know he he could be uh, it's hard to say i want to just give it some time and see what more information comes to light but i trust ryan fournier We've had him on this show. We've I've seen him on other networks. He doesn't seem like the kind of person to take allegations like that lightly. Um, but I've also learned I've been around the block a few times, and sometimes allegations yeah. are incorrect or misleading, and everybody deserves a chance to defend themselves. So I don't know. I mean, w- what do you think? Do you think it's possible that he was actually a mole? Um, I find it weird that he would have been, given the fact that he's one of the people indicted in Georgia. Yeah. And we, and because we know that other sources have said that Fannie Willis pulled the trigger on that indictment because there was more bad information coming out against Hunter Biden. That was when mm-hmm. we were going through a period of where it was almost daily. We were finding out more and more and more crap about the, about the Biden 
um, the bribery scheme. That was when we had the whistleblowers coming forward, the 1023 document coming forward. And so reports were that, in fact, the trigger was pulled, obviously, before they were even ready in Georgia because stuff was leaked. So if he was a mole and working with them, why would he be indicted? The only thing it would be unless he... Um, it, 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 see, it doesn't make sense. I'm trying to yeah, figure see, it's out. It's not adding up. Something doesn't add up. I feel like up. there's a it, missing plot point we're not getting, you know, like, yeah, because, yeah, because let me try to flush this out because if he was, if he had been wired, why would they, it, it, they could be trying to use that as a pressure point on him to flip, but they already had that. It, they wouldn't need to pressure him if he was a, a, a mole. Yeah, no, you're, uh, and it's, it's, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's so weird. It's like, look, this, uh, Fanny, maybe Fanny was And why, and why, excuse me for interrupting, and why Ryan Fournier? Yeah. There's so many other people they could have leaked it to with higher profiles. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, way higher profile. Look, no, Ryan's a great guy. Like Steve Bannon, like Steve Bannon in the war room. Yeah, well, and and even, or someone like, like Tucker, Steve Bannon, there's Newsmax, there's Uh, so many higher profile sources that would turn this into a household known event overnight um especially in this kind of a news cycle where things just travel so quickly um and it's hard to keep track of it all sometimes so i don't know i i really i hope mark you know i, I don't know i want to i want to get to the bottom of it i mean it's a serious allegation uh, uh, well, well, but... here's another thought sesame broccolini one of the reasons why um could be that the establishment is throwing him under the bus with those indictments in spite of the fact that he wore the wire. Because it could be that the wire didn't really produce anything. Oh, that's an interesting, yeah. Maybe he didn't, theoretically, because just because you agree to be a mole necessarily, there's still the, or a CI I or mean, informant, you still have to deliver something or else they'll just toss right? it aside. I mean, look at what the exactly. FBI, they spent years discrediting their own CIs who were coming to them with information about Biden's dirty dealings. James Biden, Joseph Biden, Hunter Biden, and they didn't do anything about it. The FBI went out of its way to discredit its own hired CIs simply because they wanted to protect the Bidens. So maybe there's some right. bigger picture thing here that that we just don't totally see right. yet. I don't know. Right. So maybe he wore the wire because he is a crusty establishment dude I never liked in the first place and didn't like him as the pick. Nothing came out of it. So now they're, they're tossing him aside there. You know, now it's like you were no use for us. It's like the CIA operatives. Like if you ever read any of the Vince Flynn books about Mitch Rapp, um, you know, they, they would tell him, look, you get caught, you get caught in the theater. You're on your own, dude. And because it's like, you know, you're of no use to us anymore. So now he's of no use to the establishment. And now the Uniparty is like, dude, you're now you're now you're with Trump. You you were working with us until you didn't give us anything. And now you now you're out on a limb on your own. I think that's very likely what the scenario is. See, this is why you need to listen to AK and Sesame Broccolini, because in just a few minutes here, we've been able to flush out probably what the dealio is but that's also in part because like we live and breathe this crap all day long right and so we're we we know who all the players are we know who are the good guys are we're we're hip we're down to all the maneuvering and the machinations that's going on in, in uh, the nasty nasty town called dc right 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.